We are at Weed Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. Um, I think there's another name for it now, too. Um, and I'm... I don't even know if I should be recording yet. It's like 6.01... I don't know, like 6.01 a.m. I don't know. I was getting up at like 5.45 a.m. But I've actually been awake since like 4 a.m. But yeah, last night or yesterday afternoon, I was able to get over to... I tried a smoke shop instead of a dispensary because like I mentioned, I paid $25 for $23 of those wild brand cbd with thc those 20 to 1 cbd to thc gummies uh that lasted me about 10 days so you know i'm trying to like i I think i mentioned i'm trying to like have more cbd and less thc like a little thc in there i don't want like zero thc but um a little bit a little bit uh I've been mixing like a little bit of Delta 8 with with the CBD, but, um, yeah, I got these, uh, one of them is a Koi brand, K-O-I, um, full spectrum soda, citrus flavor. The other one was a blood orange and coconut flavor, uh, kind of seltzer flavored water basically a soda it tasted really good that's the one i had most of yesterday but i didn't finish the whole thing on purpose i didn't finish the whole thing um and let me see i oh my gosh i keep forgetting i'm gonna turn off my wi-fi on this recording and get back to you um, because I don't know what's up with the Spotify for podcasters app. My household Wi-Fi isn't like perfect. It's not that terrible, but it's not like perfect. And so because it's not that perfect, it, um, um, yeah, it sometimes cuts out my recordings and then I can't get them back. Um, if my Wi-Fi glitches, it's gonna not likely save, and so I like to record on 5G, just to not have to deal with the Wi-Fi issue, because I can't predict that. I've lost multiple, uh, recordings by recording on Wi-Fi, um, so I'm gonna shut that off right now. Alright, I should be good. That little couple minutes should have saved. So, um, yeah, I found my microphone. Um, it was where it should be. I need to clean out that drawer. There's a lot going on in there, which is why I couldn't find it. 
Um, but it's Weed Wednesday, so overall, I'm just going to talk about some products and my plans for the day. Um, and otherwise, I, I'm mostly just going to be working on my own projects uh, to the extent that I can. Um, so yeah, the, the water was called Cloud Water. Um, it has a little picture of the cloud. It's kind of almost like uh, when you have like cloud software, it's almost like that. Like it looks like the same kind of like little icon, little, uh, I don't know if, if you call it an icon, whatever. Um, so yeah, I drank most of that. I, I didn't want to finish it all because I only got those two. I got the koi and the cloud water. They were f uh, about five bucks each, but after the tax and everything... It was just under, she told me 12 something, but it looks like my card charged me like 11 something. So I, I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I got those two and I was kind of just chatting. Um, like, yeah, I, I drink, I, well, I'll, I'll just go in order. So basically, uh, when I was at that shop. Um, you know, I was kind of there to check it out because I wanted an alternative. Um, uh, I didn't want to go to Evolve. It's not far from Evolve. Um, it's off like Walnut and PCH in, I think it's technically Lomita or, or Harbor. I think it's Lomita. Um, and cool little shop. Um, they're doing some construction, but they're open. It's right next to a 7-Eleven. Uh, so yeah, those waters were like, or sodas or whatever, they're like five bucks each. And, you know, the, uh, I don't know if you call them a cashier or a bud tender. They were um, explaining that, you know, at their shop, you don't get that 30% uh, tax. Because if you know, in California, you get taxed three times every time you purchase something at one of those types of shops. And so the cost of everything is so expensive. And I've also noticed that CBD products, if it's CBD with no THC or like the full spectrum, where it'll say like less than 0.3 milligrams of THC or whatever, or however much THC they want to put in it, I guess. Uh, the full spectrum ones, um, and the CBD, you know, with no THC, it, it costs more. Um, I don't know why, like they always cost more than the THC products that don't seem to have any CBD in them. Um, they always seem like they cost more to me. I, I don't know why, uh, Maybe it's a conspiracy thing where they're like, oh, well, if you're going to get high, like, we're going to make that cheaper. Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't say that it made me high. Um, the previous recording that I made probably shows that I woke up pretty early um, that morning, probably around four or five something in the morning. And so um, I was up pretty early. I was recording pretty early. Um, and then, you know, like midday, I decided to go down to that smoke shop and 
um, that's when I realized, you know, I was like, dude, I just don't want to spend that much money, you know? So I was like, let me portion it out. So, you know, I drink water out of those uh, 16, 16 ish ounce uh, disposable water bottles. And, you know, I finished the water and I basically put the rest of the drink in there. Uh, about half of it I put in there. And so I sipped a little more before bed. Um, so I've got about what I'd call about a fourth of it left in the can I I opened the um cloud water that was um the blood orange and coconut flavor. That one is twenty five milligrams of C V D and after drinking just half of it, it knocked me out. Like I, I felt good. Like I was like, this is nice. Um I had it with my in and out and then um because I'm not going to in and out on Thursday because of the holiday. And so I was like, well, I don't want to go today, which is Wednesday, because it's Weed Wednesday. I don't really want to be doing too much today. It's my day that I try to force myself to take the day off, uh, even though I'm going to get a little bit done today, because actually I'm going to take fully tomorrow off for the holiday so I can hang out with my mom. But um, we're just going to have like a movie and nap and snack day. Like, we'll probably go hard with the eating. Uh, maybe one big meal. We're doing Cornish game hens. We get we each get our own little Cornish game hen for the day, and I think that's best because there's only two of us this year, so it doesn't make any sense to get like a massive turkey for like two people. And we eat a lot of chicken, and so we didn't want to get like the chickens from Sprouts that we usually get. We're like, let's get something a little different. So she's probably got a recipe that she's going to cook those up and then I'll just watch some shows and movies with her and stuff. Maybe a little YouTube. I don't know. Uh, I don't I don't really know. Maybe we'll hook up some video games and play some old school like SSX Tricky or something. But other than that, I'm not really trying to do too much tomorrow. But I think today I've got to go out. I've got some Amazon returns and some video footage and a little podcast stuff I want to post today. Um, but um, I guess basically, um, I've got this little bug crawling on me now. What the heck is this? I got this little. We don't have like bugs in our house. Like we get like a like a service that comes and uh. Uh. Renovates isn't the word. What do you call it when they uh, fumigate? I guess I don't know. They come and do that. Um. Uh, accidentally unplugged this receiver. Um, they try and do the pest control uh, every three months or so. I see every three or four months they come and they just spray around the outside of the house. So we don't really get bugs, like ant trails too much and stuff. We did have a little bit of ants. Just a little. Um, 
and then the occasional spider and then every now and then we get these other kind of I see them around they're like a small type of bug but they don't really seem to do much they just are there I don't know um, it's not like excessive like they're not like that bad but I see them on occasion and those are kind of the only things that we have in our house um, and so I just kind of leave it alone um, but yeah we haven't been having bug problems for a really long time now uh, we used to get really bad ants um, so seems like whatever service my family's paying for sounds like it's working um I'm trying to set up my phone so that DC you know, doesn't keep unplugging here. But alright, so yeah, I've gotta do an Amazon return. I'm gonna wait till like nine. So I'll probably eat breakfast at my normal eight something and then wait for traffic to kind of increase with the people going to work. And then I'm gonna do some Amazon returns. And then I'll probably just chill the rest of the day uh, working on the task that I mentioned. Um, but I don't, I'm gonna take it easy today. Um, I don't know. I've already got some kind of stress, which is fine. It's fine to have stress. Uh, stress isn't something that I'm like afraid of, but I'm really trying to like manage it because I really did overdo it from Friday through Sunday and it's only Wednesday now um so yeah but so I guess early this morning because I was up anyways you know I went through my YouTube and I deleted uh, or, or put on do not recommend this channel for all the types of stuff that I wanted to not see. So a lot of stuff about all these wars and all this stuff about the economy. Like mostly that was the majority of it. Like, I don't know, the algorithm just like started giving me more and more content about migrants and, um, you know, the economy and wars. Um, and it, I think part of it's because I, I watched a lot of that kind of stuff over the weekend, but also I do still have this theory that, you know, uh, I don't even want to say it cause it sounds like so stupid, but I have, I was talking to another friend about this, uh, and she kind of mentioned the same thing, like how hard it is to find something positive to watch you very rarely find something positive to watch. Like I was, you know, I like these videos by this guy named Hines, H-I-N-D-Z. Um, and then I was listening to like a Gary V podcast or a presentation he was giving to like uh, people who are interested in entrepreneurial types of things. And um you know, he was talking about social media and like, are you happy? And if you're happy, you know, you should post that online, you know, you should be posting that every day, like posting something about like your happiness and like why you're happy. And 
I don't remember how old that video was. Uh, I didn't. I don't remember the date. I don't remember if I even looked to see if it was like a newer presentation he was giving or something that was old. But um, basically, I listened to it and I was kind of. It kind of just reminded me of what I was thinking about this kind of theory that I have about you know. I could be way wrong, but I feel like, you know, these algorithms are trying to push us more towards negative content, like not like stuff that's going to impact you negatively, like emotionally, like things that aren't like happy topics, the doom and gloom, you know, capture your attention because, oh, no, there's this whole situation that you might need to know about because, oh, no, like you're going to get impacted negatively and just kind of getting that heightened sense of like stress um cuz i'm i'm a i'm a binge content watcher like i i will be working on my projects and doing my own thing but when i want to watch something usually on a certain type of topic i'll usually just watch that type of topic of like a bunch of videos of that type of topic so i think it did unfortunately shift the algorithm over to me um to all this like negative content because i should probably mention too like i i uh opened my youtube subscription on a new gmail um a new gmail account not my original one that i usually use um i have multiple gmail accounts i think mo a lot of people have multiple gmail accounts but just to keep things straight uh because i have different podcasts or blogs or whatever like i have basically an email for every different type of thing like it's not excessive um but it just separates things out so it's like if it's something that has to do with like uh someone responding to a resume or my linkedin or like uh internships and stuff like that that all goes to one email account i have one old email account that's just like general stuff uh we're all just it's mostly just spam all the time um or just like advertisements and things at this point and i i study advertisements and so i kind of like to keep it just so i can like have them to study uh but usually it's nothing it's it's basically connected to like my like venmo or like my bank and it'll be like oh like check your credit score like you bought this you know kind of thing so it's it's all the like day-to-day -day kind of stuff um it's just like general life day to day um and then i have one for this podcast one for my other gaming compute podcast um and i've had to kind of open a blog on the on this hempication uh name uh it was already there I, I i'd already posted a draft on there but i decided that on medium i'll probably see if i want to post some journal entries on there but i think i mentioned i was doing this like fiverr project and so for that fiverr copywriting project i posted a um one of my fiverr gigs on there just because uh, one of the 
uh, I have somebody promoting, they needed a link to promote. So I was like, well, if it's going to, um, like the cannabis niche, uh, companies, cause I'm trying to promote it towards like my services towards cannabis companies. Um, I don't want to use my usual gaming compute. Like it's on there. That's what I want to go through generally for the copywriting, but it's just kind of one of those things because there's the stigma with like cannabis and stuff and that's kind of more of a general website so I don't know if I really want the specific hemp hemp related correlation to the services so I was like I'll put it through hempication because it's like well, we got weed all over this stuff so um I can just post it on there so um and then I had a draft that I had sitting there for like a while like a month or more that I was like well let me just post this too <laughs> so it was one of those old topics about ISTDP and um um what was the freaking what was the freaking topic something about like negative negative thinking like negative self-talk like that negative internal dialogue um, I don't even know if I edited that article, but I mean, I should, I'm going to look at that today. I posted it yesterday though, just so it wouldn't only have that one advertisement article. And so it's kind of messy. It's not really the way I like to do things, but I'm just like, at this point, I don't even care. Like at some point I'm just like, you know, post the content, you know, you got to just post the content. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. I can go back and delete it if it's really that messed up. Um, I can choose not to post it if I record it, but it's like, you know, at a certain point, it's like, just get it done, you know. Uh, worry about the perfection of it later. I mean, I clearly don't worry about perfection, um, but worry about that later. Otherwise, if I sit around just like worrying about that kind of stuff, I'm never going to post anything. Uh, I did that on here for a while. I was like, I don't really know where I really want to go with this specifically. And I was kind of getting worried about like the professional aspect of my life because I mean, I am switching out of a field to go more into the tech route. And so switching out of psychology to go into more techie stuff, either way, it's like, unless I really am able to kind of dive into this, like, cannabis niche more um it's gonna be really hard to uh just keep uh with that path about cannabis about cannabis and like having it kind of like everywhere like i don't post it on my on my linkedin um things like that like i just it's just i i don't have a problem with it per se it's just i know so many people do have a problem with it it's almost like posting, like, you know, I like to repost stuff on LinkedIn. I try, when I remember, I try to do at least one repost per day just to kind of stay, like, relevant. I don't even write hardly my own content on there at all. Uh, I've hardly posted my own things on there at all. But um, I try to post on there once a day when I remember to do it um, just for, again, for the algorithm to stay like relevant um it is a form of social media even though it's more on the professional side but you know 
I like to have traffic to my LinkedIn and one way to do it is to post daily. And I, I took most of summer like building out my LinkedIn. It has like over a hundred people uh follow like I'm like connections with over five hundred people on there. Um maybe even six hundred something. I don't really know. Um but I learned how to use LinkedIn and um but it's got like all my professional information. I don't really know if it's the best idea to be like, oh yeah, and I'm a cannabis enthusiast and just like throw that in there. A lot of people are, but it is kind of still, you know, you kind of got to keep it under the radar. I, I think I could be wrong. Uh, maybe I should be more bold, but at this time when I'm, you know, searching for like to see where job, job opportunities are going to land, I kind of don't want that to be something that would, you know, hold me back. Like I've even thought about um like I podcast um and have this um this thumbnail that is like kind of like on here, like on Hempication um I have like a thumbnail, not like a real logo, it's like a thumbnail and it's got like the leaf with the little seeds um so it's like clearly we know what is going on before we even like come in here and i have this other uh space where i podcast that's kind of more about like like you know like alien theories religions like different kind of it's kind of political and then a little bit of like movie reviews about kind of more political type topics and so i have that um but i basically when I'm on there, how do I say this? I, um, uh, yeah, like the thumbnail is a picture of, you know, uh, a person with a, they're, they're wearing, they're wearing like a talit, like from Judaism. And they have like a, it's like a picture of a talit and then a person's arm with like the leather strap of the tefillin kind of wrapped around an arm. Like it's a very Jewish looking, you know, thumbnail. Like if you look at it and you know about Judaism and like different types of like religious, I don't know if you call it regalia or traditional types of garb and things like that, like religious religious useful i don't know what you even call it but like things that people use in their religion you know uh it, it symbolizes that religion like you wouldn't think paganism you wouldn't think islam or yeah you wouldn't think christianity you wouldn't think atheism you wouldn't think mormonism you would think judaism when you see that you know and so just with the climate of things, it's things like that, that I'm like, I've had that on there since like 2020. And I'm like, should I take it off? Like, I'm not like, I'm not even talking about like, am I pro Israel? Am I pro, you know, Palestine? Like all I'm pro human life and, you know, peace and love. That is what I am pro. I am not pro any of any wars. Um, I'm not pro any of it. Um, 
I'm not. So I, you know, you know, I've got friends on all sides. So I, I really, you know, I'm not Jewish. I'm not Muslim, you know, and I've got friends on all sides. And so, you know, I'm not Ukrainian. I'm not Russian, but I've got friends on all sides. You know, um, I'm not Iranian. I've got friends who are, you know, like I've, you know, I hear stuff going on and all I think of is like, man, what, what are my friends going through? What are their families going through? That's what I think of when I see all the wars and all this kind of stuff. Like, I'm not really thinking about like, oh, like I need to like push my political agenda or whatever, but, um, everybody lies, everybody's killing, you know, that's all I really can say about it. Like, I can't really say, you know, who's right, who's wrong you know, because we're being lied to about it on all sides, like, everyone's going to come at it from their own perspective, you know, everyone's fighting for their reasons from their own um, lens, you know, so it's just like when somebody breaks up, you know, they're going to tell you all the bad things about the person that you broke up, that they broke up with, and it, I mean, I've seen it with friends, you know, when friends, it's not the same thing, like, wars, genocides, all that, it's not the same thing as a breakup, but I'm just saying, when when there's two sides with two opposing kind of like ideas and you've seen people like I've seen people in deep love together where they love each other they care for each other and you always see them like at least in public spaces trying to protect one another and then they break up and now you start hearing them say all this negative stuff about each other and it's both sides saying negative stuff about each other and it's like, they're both hurting. They're both saying negative stuff. They're both my friends. I don't know what to believe. You know what I mean? It's like, I I try to listen and I hear what you got to say. And other than that, it's like, how am I supposed to take one side of one friend against the other friend? Like, unless, unless it's like one friend literally like threatened to kill or was like beating someone up or like stole all their money and stole their car and like ran off to some other country or something. I, you know, unless it's some like extreme thing that happens in, in a relationship, I don't think I could see myself taking a side, like unless one party was like completely abusive over the other. Um, but, you know, I'm not one to victim blame either, but it's like everyone has their part, you know, like I even think about it with the, with the, with the, with the weirdos I was living with in, in that house I was sharing in San Diego. And, you know, it was my fault too for staying, you know, like I can complain, you know, till I'm blue in the face that, yeah, these people were wrong and I was wronged. And how, how did that much energy and, you know, you know, mental and emotional health get taken away from me from these people. And it was a decision I made to stay living there, paying rent and living there. They didn't force me. They weren't locking me in my room. They weren't stealing the money out of my bank to pay the rent and locking me up. Like I willingly paid the rent every month and chose not to move. Right. So that part is on me. Right. Like everybody has their own role, their own part in it. And that's kind of how I feel with like most things is like, well, yeah, like they did wrong, but you know, if I didn't like it, I should have left sooner. You know what I mean? Like, shoulda coulda you know but yeah it's like stuff like that like I can see that clearly it's like yeah it was their fault but it was my fault because I stayed you know um I'd say it was more their fault but you know 
um, I tried to give it too many chances and that was on me. Um, but everyone kind of has their own like explanation for why what they did was better or worse. They were more right. Everyone wants to say that they were more right. The other party's more wrong. And whoever's got the loudest voice, that's the one we hear, you know. Um, there's always going to be one side sympathizing more with the other. And they're going to spin the story one way or the other. Like, I see it online when friends break up. And then there's, like, one party who's, like, saying, you know, kind of, like, not really saying directly, like, this person did this or that to me. But they're more, like, you know how they post, like, quotes or, like, clips of, like, they repost like clips of other people talking about like ideas that seem like relevant toward like what they what they think was an explanation for that relationship um from their perspective from their eyes from their pain they're expressing that or trying to let you know try to express their own hurt through you know, quotes of other people and reposting other stuff. And I get that. Like, I, it's just how it is. You know, that's how breakups go nowadays. Like, they can be very public, unfortunately. And it's, like, online and everybody's all like, oh, what's the new drama? Uh, one of the rappers I follow, Saya, um, she's an LGBT female uh, rapper. And she, um, you know, her, I think it was, like, an ex or somebody broke into her Instagram and started posting all this nonsense. It was just a couple weeks ago. And, you know, I was going on there. I was like, wow, she's posting a lot of new content, but it's weird because it seems really not like her. And it would be like, you know, I'm, you know, like it would, it would be worded as if she was the one saying it like, oh, I'm so sorry that I used this person. And like, I did this and that, but it was basically the other person that who hacked into her Instagram. It was trying to destroy her character. I don't know what she did, if she did any of that or didn't do any of that. She's not really speaking to her side of it. She's trying to take a mature road, but some lady hacked into her account at least twice to post stuff on there. And this is her professional business. Like she has a business where she's um she's got an account where she's got a business um that she runs her rapping and her events and stuff through her instagram and somebody went on there and like soiled it with their relationship drama you know i've seen it with other friends who you know had to get a divorce and you know the husband broke into the wife's um facebook and posted you know, hi, my name is so-and-so, like the, the lady's name, the wife's name. Uh, hi, my name is so-and-so, and I cheated, and I did this and that, and didn't wasn't there for my kids or my husband or blah, blah, and posting it as if it's, you know, that person. I saw it, and I reached out, and I was like, uh, you know, the only number I had for that friend at that time was her brother's number, um, and so I texted him and I was like, just, if you could just let her know, I think somebody hacked her account. Like, I, I didn't want to say it like, Ooh, your ex-husband is like going off online. But I was like, I think somebody hacked your account. I don't know how that's legal. Um, but you know, cyberbullying 
and people just taking it to the internet I mean, if people do that with relationships, you think they're not going to do it with wars and stuff? Like, people are ruthless these days, you know? Like, they're not, they don't care. Um, they're going to put everybody's business out there when they're hurt. Um, and with wars, it's like they're just lying all over the place and there's stuff being found out that's all kind of manipulation. And it's like, I don't want to listen to that anymore. Like, I'm kind of just like, I don't, I, it's not that I don't care. It's like, I got other, I got other shit to do. Let's be real. Like, I care about them. You know, if I had money to contribute to to help, you know, all of the people who are hurt, all of the people who are hurt, you know, if they needed food or anything like that and I could help, uh, that would be the direction I'd want to take, not necessarily taking sides. I know that's not a popular method of, of doing things, but you know, I mean, I just think about it, you know, I've got friends who have families in all of these countries, you know, and I don't have family in any of these countries, you know, I'm not the same religion as any of these, you know, it's, you know, I really don't feel like I really have a dog in this fight, but I kind of understand how humans like to do things online nowadays too, and sometimes it's just not positive, and I feel like I went on a really negative rant there, but, you know, that's kind of just how I view it. It's like I try to really step back and view it, you know, maybe my way of viewing it is wrong. Like, maybe I need to be more like, oh, I hate these people and I love these people. Maybe that's how I should be reacting. But to me, it doesn't make any sense, um, you know, to be like that. Like, I, I kind of understand maybe people who have, like, families and their own culture like, I study religions, you know, I study different cultures, you know, I know how to read and write Cyrillic, like the type of script that people write in Russia. Uh, I studied Russian a little bit from one of those teach yourself books from the library. Um, I can read and write Hebrew. Um, you know, I study biblical Hebrew. I like the Quran. I like to listen to Nashi type of chant like Quran chants and you know like I you know I don't know what to say I'm like dude I love different cultures like I I do I you know so it's hard for me to be like seeing all these cultures that I love just like hating on each other it's like I've you know in my youth you know really grown to love like the differences that I've seen and to see everybody being at war is like that's not pleasant for me it's not pleasant like I remember in my 20s I used to go to the library and I'd be in like the international sections and like trying to practice reading like Russian books and stuff and like who does that you know <laughs> it's like I like that kind of stuff so it's like yeah and then like ask me to choose a side of who's right or who's wrong everybody's wrong in my opinion um or maybe everybody's right. I don't know. Um, what difference does it make? You know, people are dying. You know, that's all I see. People are dying. And for what? I don't know. I don't even know. Um, I I really don't care what the reason is. I don't really think there's a good enough reason. Um, but I don't know. Like, I do think if people are going to go to war, they need to go to war with each other. You know, armies soldiers need to go to war with soldiers they need to leave the civilian population out of it 
they need to go find somewhere where they can go have their battle on the moon or something everybody go to mars and go have your war over there you know like leave everybody else alone if you guys really want to fight go fight each other you know you know i don't know that's my that's my whole thing but um okay so i wanted to talk about this um there's these cookies you can get from cookiecupking.com cookiecupking.com it is by this guy aaron johnson he's got a qr code on his business card uh he's got a phone number and an email address i mean it's on a business card so i guess i can give it out uh the phone number 424-536-7916 um email address cookie creation 310 the number is 310 at gmail.com and his website has some delicious looking cookies if you're in la you can probably have access to them i don't know if they ship i don't know the laws with like shipping cannabis products across state borders and all that but um yeah um but i'm gonna post some about my some reviews of movies i've watched recently on some other um on some other places and some other spaces um I think trans awareness was recent and then um at least my friend was telling me that i'm not 100 percent sure because i i'm not very good at keeping up with hardly anything and then um i'm gonna post about my internship experience because there's some people from my um boot camp that are a little um um concerned so all right i'm i think that's all i've got to say on here there might be a double post today i can't really remember because i've posted more episodes i've I've been recording and i think trying to pre-post them so this is gonna i try i'm gonna try when i post a weed wednesday to post it on weed wednesday because that makes sense and then the other ones i don't really know um but i don't know hopefully this wasn't too negative i didn't really expect to to go on that rant there but um i don't know that's just kind of how i see things at the moment it would be different if it was probably my direct cultures being involved i might see things in a different light um but I don't know right now i'm just trying to focus on my own uh, career goals uh providing content that is thought-provoking maybe helpful to some people if i come across products that i like that are cannabis related i want to talk about them because i like talking about them um i should have kept the other uh uh can i put it in my in and out bag and toss it in the trash um i didn't actually i'll admit i didn't recycle it um 
mostly because I don't know how um, my family really is with CBD. They don't really get it. And that was the main reason why I kind of don't go for the beverages is because, you know, I can't really put it in the fridge to make it cold unless I do it maybe like overnight. And my mom stays up way later than I do. So the chances of her seeing it in the fridge before I wake up in the morning, it's a pretty high chance. Um, and then, so that's one issue. And another issue is putting it in the recycling uh, in the house because we have an in-house recycling that gets taken to the outside recycling. Um, it could be seen because we just have like a box in the kitchen. And then, um, yeah, I think today's trash day. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like get up and take it out to the trash. You know, I want it to be like out of my room or whatever. So. Um, it's not really a big deal, but I, I'm pretty sure people can relate. It's kind of like, I like to keep that stuff out of the face of other people who don't really get it. You know, I'm not trying to debate anyone on what I should or shouldn't be putting in my body. I'm not trying to talk to people about it that don't really get it. If they're not enthusiasts, if they're not interested, I don't want to talk about it. You know, like I think, um, for me, I know what's good what I'm gonna do whether it's good for me or not um I've learned that for me I'm talking about for me personally I don't think alcohol is good for me um it makes me feel bad afterwards um and so I just don't prefer it um but you know I also don't really drink that much i've had a bottle of sapporo in my dresser for like probably like a year now um like i don't drink alone or in the house that much um i'd honestly rather just get stoned to me it doesn't make any sense to drink for me, personally, I'm talking about for myself. I'm not talking about for other people. It's just, you know, alcohol makes me feel, like, sick the next day, even if I drink just, like, one cider. Uh, and I'm not saying I never will. Like, I drank one in, I think it was in July at Black Pride in San Diego. I had a cider. Um, on my birthday in August, I had a, I think I had a Corona, or half of one at least or a cider or something uh i feel like i've probably been i don't remember when i last went to a drag show but when i go to drag shows i'll have a i'll have one i'll have a um i think i had a beer or a cider or half a cider or soda i don't remember honestly like, I don't, I can, I'm kind of at a point with drinking that I can kind of almost count the amount of times that I do it, whereas before I couldn't count it at all. Uh, with cannabis, I don't think I could count. Like, it's it's pretty regular for me. Um, I'm fine with it, but, you know, um, yeah, 
but I did I did want to switch to higher CBD. That's kind of my current thing. I'm like, you know, I want to. I think part of the reason for me, I don't really have like a whole lot of like deep reasons behind it, but part of the reason for me is, um, um, dang, I just lost it. Yeah, part of the reason for me is, you know, I'm, I mostly want it for sleep and anxiety. Um, that's the main purpose, and I don't really, I don't, you know, I am working on, like, exercising and eating better. I feel like THC gives me the munchies pretty hardcore to a point that is really hard to stick to not snacking. I'm really trying to decrease my snacking habits, because, like, I've probably mentioned before, you know, I'm in a house where people actively buy, like, boxes like boxes of like varieties of like chips and cookies and stuff and it's like if I'm stoned and have the munchies it's really hard to stay away from that kind of stuff and I don't want to be eating it like three two three times a week I think once a week is fine but two three times a week is about where I'm at with it if I'm like stoned off of like THC and like have the munchies it's really hard to like not eat that kind of stuff and it really does impact me negatively um that's an issue and i just i feel like i could just that's the issue that gets in my way with the snacking i feel like um i don't think there's any other reason why i snack like that um it kind of makes me snack. Um, and also, you know, with starting this internship, I do need my mind to be pretty sharp. Um, like fast, like I need speed. And I feel like um, with THC, I can still get things done, but it's different. Like, that means like I'm solo by myself, like in my room, limited other distractions. I can sit and get things done, mostly. Um, but you know, if I'm like I'm noticing that with this internship, the CEO is wanting to work really swiftly. Like she's really fast, and really kind of like hyper energy. Um, and I don't think I can keep up uh, if I'm, like, actually, like, stoned or lingering from it. Like, CBD, I don't feel like affects me that much. Like, I can still have caffeine and still be sharp and still, like, think pretty linearly and clearly. I feel like with THC, it's more, it's, for me, I like it more to, like, relax my mind and just kind of let my mind wander. I usually don't use THC when I'm trying to, like, actually, like, be productively getting things done i mean i would say some things like if i'm journaling or free writing or doing something creative like writing music or um sometimes with like c4 uh, which is a pre-workout if i like to um do a workout like dancing workouts or something like that like thc helps 
uh, for those kind of workouts with like listening to music and things like that, or when I'm like at a, at a rave or a concert. Um, but I don't know, like it's, I'm trying to kind of use different things in specific ways and I don't really want to use THC for like sleep and for, you know, exercise and for, uh, well, I, uh, unless it's like dancing exercise, but for the gym, I'll put it that way. Um, I don't want to use it for the gym. I don't want to use it for, you know, my, uh, dieting purposes or nutrition choices. Um, or for my swiftness of mind, um, whenever I need something like that, or even for my sleep, I think I just want to use CBD, um, for certain things and then THC for other certain things. Like I want to be more specific and not just like THC most of the time. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying out these other smoke shops to see if they're cheaper. So far it's a little cheaper. I'll see how long these two drinks last for like under $12. It's not going to last me for like, let's see if I, if I, if I do the math, if I do the math about $12, um, and then another $12, that's $24. And like I said, last week I spent $25 on a $23 item. So I don't think that these drinks are going to last me five days each. Um, to last five days, I would have to have five milligrams of CBD a day from each of them. Uh, five milligrams of CBD a day, worth of CBD a day from one can, and then five milligrams from another can, because they're each 25 milligrams. So I'd have to have five and five, that would be 10 days, and that would still be an equivalent amount of time, uh, an equivalent amount um but it's more it's more cbd and less thc so if i stick to these drinks it'll cost me it'll cost me more or i'll just have to have like five milligrams of cbd a day um like a very low dose and i'm not opposed to that i just I don't know. I'm kind of used to higher dosages just because everything is dosed so high out here. Like, it's not like, like the states where it's not recreational yet. Like, goodness. Like, some of my friends in the non-recreational states, like, they're getting stuff that's like 5,000 milligrams for like a, a container or something. It's like, we don't really have that out here. Usually when you buy a product, it's like 100 milligrams, maybe 200 if you're talking like the level pro tabs or something but usually it's like 100 milligrams per candy bar 100 milligrams per container of gummies if it's cbd it's probably like 200 milligrams um but yeah you don't really get a whole lot of at least i haven't seen it you don't get like a whole lot of like super high dosed like my friend who sent me this delta 8 these delta 8 gummies that are I think it was like 5,000, was it 5,000 or 50,000? Uh, there's five, there's each, each gummy is 50 milligrams. And there's like, let me look at it. Each gummy is 50 milligrams. And it's, let's see. 
Oh, it says 2,000. Okay, so I was wrong. It says 2,000 milligrams of live resin. Um, Delta 8 THC. Um, so it's 40 gummies, and each gummy is 50 milligrams. So yeah, 40 gummies. And I, and I shared a bunch of these with a bunch of people. So yeah, we don't really get products out here where you're like, 2,000 milligrams for like a whole thing like I've had this bottle since like August um but like I said like it's got no CBD it's all Delta 8 it's not Delta 9 I prefer Delta 9 but you know if somebody's gonna give me Delta 8 I'm definitely not gonna complain um I like Delta 8 but I like it with CBD um and yeah, like I, it's hard to dose, it's hard to dose a gummy, a 50 milligram gummy, gummy, it's hard to dose a 50 milligram gummy, gummy, that's a tongue twister, um, but yeah, that's my Weed Wednesday plans, kind of thoughts for the day, um, I didn't really mean to go off on that rant, but there it is, you know, if people want to know my perspective, that's my perspective, um, you know, I respect the military. I've got a lot of friends and family who are veterans or currently active. But other than that, you know, I'm not really for wars. Um, I wouldn't want somebody bombing me or, you know, putting me in a refugee camp. I'll tell you that much. Um, I don't care if my country's government was right or wrong. I wouldn't want that happening to me. Um... I think most people wouldn't want that happening to them. It doesn't matter what their country thinks or what their country is doing or if their country was, you know, having people who were killing people and these resistance groups and things or if their other people were mad at their country and their housing and everything was getting bombed and people were getting captured and tortured and imprisoned and all this kind of stuff and they had to flee via some route that was dangerous people were getting captured and enslaved along that route or dying just to get to some form of freedom that doesn't mean getting bombed or captured in your own home country and then you end up in a refugee camp for multiple years where you're living under a tarp with you and your whole family you know getting rations and 25 dollars a month to live off of from the un program that's supporting you and you know no job opportunities no education opportunities you're stuck in a different country that doesn't give you any rights to live there or work there or be educated there and you basically have no life until somebody says so all because your country went to war with some other country and you can't live there anymore I mean that's that's how I see it it's like from the from the civilian perspective that's kind of what it looks like it's like i would not want that life for me you know i wouldn't want i wouldn't wish that on anybody you know like that's what wars do right now that's what wars look like there's people becoming migrants and refugees all over the world from all these war-torn countries and other uprisings and things going on that aren't even like wars but like just political and economic disasters all over the place. I mean, I've definitely been studying it way too much, but, you know, 
I don't want that life. I don't want that life at all, you know. I don't want to be stuck in Libya in some kind of hole somewhere where there's no air conditioning with like 200 people in one toilet getting fed a couple handfuls of noodles a day, no water hardly, waiting for someone to trade me for some slavery type of work where you're not even getting paid and you're locked up, forced to work. That's what Libya looks like for a lot of like African migrants. You know, the situation I was talking about before is like Syrian migrants. Um, I don't know what's happening to the people from the Congo. I'm pretty sure a lot of the people from, you know, the Middle East are leaving and going to be ending up in these similar types of situations. People fleeing from Venezuela. Uh, they've got to deal with a lot, you know, just to walk and get to where they're trying to get. Um, not looking good. The world's not looking good, guys. Um, and it's unfortunately only getting worse. So we got to do what we got to do for ourselves, for our families, for our loved ones. You know, I'm not wishing, I'm not wishing horrors on any person. I'm really not wishing horrors on any person, anybody's life, you know? Um, but... I really would not want that life for myself. I wouldn't want to be in a war-torn country, regardless of whose side is supposed to be right or wrong. I would not want that life. I can tell you now, I would not want to live in any of these refugee situations. They are not ideal. They do not sound good. Imagine being stuck in a country where you don't know the language, you know, where you're not able to get work because you can't legally work. You know, all because you're fleeing from where you were because you don't want to die there. You know, you can't go back, so you got to move forward in this other way. It's like you and million, like a couple million other people who fled, and you're all stuck in a, in a in one of the multiple little camps where there's nothing for you. You know, like you're living, but you, you can't, like, reach your goals that way. Like, imagine people are saying, you know you're having like up to four hours of internet a day or electricity a day and maybe internet with it up to four hours up to that's up to that's not um how much you definitely get you might get less so i mean i couldn't even work you can't even work a full-time job online with less than four forty four hours of internet you know, you can't make that work unless you have some kind of solar thing going on. I mean, I don't know. If I had to flee today and move to God only knows, like, where the hell would I even go? But if I had to, like, start migrating towards, I guess Mexico is the closest place I could go. If I had to walk the hundred-something miles to the Mexico border and pitch a tent somewhere someplace and try to get by without any legal rights to be in the country and the cartels there and all kinds of other stuff um I don't know how far I would get you know like in all honesty I don't I don't think I could do that like that doesn't sound ideal but for some people that's the reality right now so I wouldn't want that for me you know I don't want that for anybody you know
So I don't know, but it's it seem it seems to be the trend nowadays that people are doing what they have to do to escape. Um, and they're escaping to places that they think are better because it's better than dying or starving to death or getting killed or imprisoned or enslaved or whatever. And I say enslaved like it's for real. You know, people are getting enslaved around the world. There are people who are taking advantage of all kinds of situations and literally enslaving people. Enslaving. They're like locking them up in prison type environments and not letting them out other than to work, barely feeding them and locking them back away. These people don't have documents. Nobody knows where the heck they're at. You know, you might know, you know, it's not like they're letting you like call and write your family or whatever. Like you're in prison, you're enslaved, you know, like indefinitely, you know what I mean? So, you know, um, and it's usually people escaping from these from these places, and so uh, I don't know. That's kind of the side of it that I see. I know that I know my opinions aren't like popular ones, but that's kind of when I think of wars and all these kind of like economic issues. That's kind of what I think of. I'm like, shoot, if that was me, that would suck. Like, I mean, it's already hard enough as it is for most people living in a comfortable place where you know I can have heating I can have air conditioning I have a window that I can open and close I know that I can eat three meals a day if not more if I wanted to you know um, I can buy cannabis products I can sleep in a in a bed in a room with a door by myself you know I don't have like 50 other strangers crammed in here with me stinking and no place to shower and sleeping on the floor and stuff you know, I have plenty of privacy, plenty of, I have more than enough, you know, um, I can complain about it all day, but I have more than enough, you know, compared to some people who have literally nothing and it, and it's only getting worse, you know, um, so I don't know, I don't know, uh, it's sad to see, but, um, I, I hope to God it's never me. That's all I can really say. I hope I never have to experience anything firsthand like that. Um, I really hope I never have to experience it firsthand. Um, I hope I never have to get displaced. You know, I've had family members who have been, um, but I, I have not. Um, and I hope I never have to. It just doesn't sound like where I want my future to go. Um, and I don't know. That's mostly what I can say about it, but um but yeah. That's I guess kind of my food for thought for the day. Uh not trying to take it a negative route, but it's really hard it's really hard to to, you know, not consider that other people are dealing with all these things. And the more, you know, the more I see people talking about all the sides that they're taking and stuff, like, I get it, I get it, I, you know, uh, people have their points, you know, there's a lot of wrong being done, yeah, it doesn't, it's, there's a lot of wrong being done, you know, like, that's why people are fighting, like, I get that, I do get that, like, I'm not saying, like, oh, they, 
like i don't know i wish there was another solution or another option that people were willing to take that didn't involve all this because it seems like it's not gonna really fix the issue it causes more traumatized generations I mean, if you think of all the people, what they're dealing with now, what all these kids and everybody are dealing with now, they are not going to be mentally stable and they're going to be having kids and those kids are going to be suffering. We've heard about it with World War II. If you talk to people whose uh, family members were Holocaust survivors, if you talk to people who were Japanese Americans and their, you know, families were interned you know, and they went and had kids in different generations or affected by that negatively, you know, even September 11th, you know, in the U.S., you know, in New York, people were affected by that, like, it, generational trauma is, like, for real, and, you know, um, you know, like, I've had family members from African countries that had their situations go on, and, you know, I'm a generation that came out of that, you know, and I can tell you firsthand that it is not fun to have parents who have traumatic issues. It's not a good thing, you know, and, you know, it, it, it can fuck up your kids, you know, it can fuck up a whole generation of people. Um, I mean, I'm not going to be talking about this stuff every day, but it's like, that's kind of how I see it. Like when I think about wars and things, I think about future generations, future people. These are going to be the leaders of a new of a new generation of a country and a new stage, wherever it is that they land in the world. These are going to be the people that are, you know, in the cities or in the towns or villages or wherever they're at. This is going to be the new generation of people leading. You think they're not going to take that pain with them? and start some other chaos in the future. I mean, that's why this stuff keeps going on. You know, it's it's not isolated. It you know, generational trauma just infects you know, hundreds and hundreds of years worth of people just like fucking things up over and over again because of the stuff that went on before. You know. Um I don't know. Like maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Tell me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong. Um but that's kind of how I see it, you know. I don't see much long-term benefit. I get it. I get it. Like, what else are you going to do? You can't just, you can, how long are you going to sit and talk to somebody and tell them to stop, you know, before you're going to have to go to war with them, you know? I I get that. I get that, you know. You know, if you have your rights taken away, or if you feel like you're going to have your rights taken away, you're going to fight, you know. Um but I don't know. Um, nothing's perfect. Nobody's life is perfect. No country is perfect. No government is perfect. Humans are not perfect. Therefore, we fuck everything up. And I wish the aliens would come. <laughs> like, just come and do what you gotta do. Um, whoever it is that's supposed to be coming. Because humans, you know, we're not gonna rescue ourselves from this. We've proven that we can't do it. Um, that's kind of that's kind of my theory of the day. But enjoy your weed Wednesday, guys.